And welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Rand. The gang's all here. Oh, yeah. the boys are back in town. All right, Strength. the boys are back in town. Sports, sports, sports. Yeah, yep. all three introductions. Mm-hmm. A full news, news, news. Right. Yeah. We've done a fair number of sports sports podcasts. No no past. mangled versions of Catholicism by no, phony priests right, who are yeah. actually the devil. Which is the worst part <laughs> oh, of it Oh, man. Yeah. By the way, we looked this up. Not eating fish on Fridays is a thing. Yeah. It's still a thing. However, it is not a mandatory thing. No. It right. is It is recommended. But it was, it was, in fact, like a Catholic thing. Yeah, until have, Vatican II. Right. Yeah, it was <laughs> mandatory. Yeah, Vatican Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah. Vatican Two. <laughs> right, Vatican Two. Uh, Vatican Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, but once again, uh, for those of you listening to your first podcast ever, this is about sports, ostensibly. <laughs> I would ostensibly. hope they would figure that out. Yeah, uh, but uh, but Phil is the sports outsider, so he doesn't know about sports. Yeah, that's the layman, me. the yeah. layman who's just who's just living his life. Yeah, right. trying to ignore sports, but somehow you pull me back in. Yeah, trying to ignore sports except for your weekly podcast on the subject. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I've learned a lot of Walking contradiction. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like uh, that Green Day song was yeah. not a big single. No, it really wasn't. Great video. Great video. Can we they talk about that video up for everywhere? Yeah. I don't know that I've seen that video. There were video. like power lines yeah, falling down. It was down a fun video. And, man. You know what? Give it a U2. Yeah. I, I will. It's kind of like Final Destination, but funnier. <laughs> yeah. A little That's, shorter. A little yeah, shorter. Pretty, it was like Rube Goldberg Machines kind of, of Disaster. Like, hey, it's it's kind of like your mom's funeral, but funnier. Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh, so exactly. most of the experiences that I've had <laughs> sure. in the course of my life. Sure. Yeah. What do we got on the pod this week? Oh, we got a big show. We have uh, Billy Bob, the independent fantasy oh, analyst. no. No, but here's the thing. We're in crisis level. We're at yeah. threat level midnight, as yeah. Michael Scott in the oh, office yeah, would say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael Scarn. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Special agent, Michael yeah. Scarn. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Maybe the best running back in the game, not this season, held out. Yep. He's not going to be playing this year. It's a it's a fantasy debacle. It's the biggest fantasy bust ever because he's not playing. And a lot of people oh, yeah. drafted him first fourth, overall. First overall, wow. one through four overall. And yeah. so uh, Billy Bob, I think, is going to come on. Is, is he going to explain what to do about it? Or is he going to explain the situation? I've heard he's, he's, uh, he's trying to come on to help uh, some of our listeners who might not be as familiar with fantasy football understand just how big of a uh, uh, the circumstances are here. But he's also okay. terrible at his job. He's been on the hey, podcast hey, a lot of times. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. No, I hey, doesn't seem to understand the difference between hey. sports, fantasy leagues, and fantasy I'm a full-time novels. league champion between two leagues, and I, I attribute a lot of that to Billy All right. Bob. Bob. All right. Billy Bob has assured us that he's he's made some tweaks. He's addressed your concerns, Phil. He's coming on this <laughs> I don't, time. I've heard that. Long long I'll be honest. I'll be before. honest. And as a fan of Billy Bob, I will say that rings hollow. <laughs> yeah, that really does. <laughs> That does not. It's a process, guys. Billy Bob is learning. Right. Okay. Each yeah. time he takes what happened last time, he right. tries to apply it. I just to his don't next like one. funny business on our legitimate sports <laughs> podcast. Yes. All right, that's fair enough. But Billy Bob is going to be on here, and hopefully this time he's he's got it worked out. And this is exciting because uh, LeBron James is selling the Hummer he bought in high school. Oh yeah, H two Hummer he bought in How high did school. He get a Hummer in high school. His mom took out a fifty thousand dollar loan, and you know what she used as collateral? 
What? She said, my son's LeBron James. Oh, that'll <laughs> yeah. do it. And the banker said, it. oh, here you go, oh, miss. Bags yeah. of money. Uh, you're, not, you're not technically allowed to be paid for basketball at that point, but there's a lot that one can do. It's, to, well, it's a bridge loan. Yeah. You can get a bridge You'd loan. You'd be surprised how a lot, of, a lot of people willing to offer loan terms are willing to overlook things like income. Right, right. <laughs> and instead, look at things like projected future income. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, so he's, that's going up for auction. Yeah. Okay. And so we have a, a high end vehicle appraiser on the show today. Oh yeah. yeah. Chevy Ford. I saw Chevy Ford <laughs> in the waiting room. I'm sorry. Chevy Ford. Is that, that's his name? His name is Chevy, named after Chevy Chase. Okay. You, you know His him. last name is Ford. Yeah. Well, of course you hear his commercials all I the time. I thought it's Chevy, but for uh, Chevy Chase, I thought it's a hard to see it. Chevy Chase, you see Chevy like Chevrolet. Chevy Chase, Maryland. You I don't see what know. On all of his yeah. ads, I hear Chevy Chase, <laughs> Chevy Chevy Ford. Come and see the new man of the house with right. Chevy Chase. Exactly. Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas. Ooh, oh, that would be boy. good. Horatio Sands. Um, so he's on to talk about uh, vehicle appraising. Yeah, there we I go. Guess. That's great. And, yeah. uh, in a uh, sad day, we do have to announce to everyone at home that what? we have no. We what have are, concluded what are you no. the wide world no. of weird this sports is not, segment. This, no, it's no longer. Why do you uh, do this? <laughs> what? Why do you? I listen to three episodes. Well, I'm gone. Every time you act like there's no wide this world of weird thing, sports. Joel, do we have a wide world of sports yes! this week? Joel, Joel sometimes <laughs> mistakes the idea that like saying something that isn't true is a joke. But it's not a joke. It's just saying something that isn't true. Hey, listen, maybe if you guys applied yourself a little more in our production meetings, I would not hit the podcast so confused about what we're going to have on. Send out an email. Time, and time on again. the board. <laughs> on the board. But it's always board. on the board. I thought you just left it up there from last week. When my sister learned what jokes were, yeah. all she would do is say weird sandwich combinations. See, that's funnier than Joel. <laughs> she would be like, because I would tell my parents a joke. So I was like, say, like seven, and I was learning, you know, doing joke school. And then she would just go, peanut butter and jelly and pickles. That's funny. Right? <laughs> that's way better than that. But pickles doesn't go with peanut I know, butter and that, jelly at all. And that's all she would do is oh, say, like, man. weird sandwich combinations. And that was, and that was her, it's much oh, better than what you're doing, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we have her oh, on the man. podcast? Ah, <laughs> uh, we should probably get this thing started, huh? But first. Yeah. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update, brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Unbranded batteries. <laughs> if you put a battery in a product and it doesn't work, they might be unbranded, but not ours, because ours are really good. Alouette's finished season on two-game winning streak. Wow. Hey, that's shock. the shortest you can have and still be considered a streak. Well, it's subheadline in the metric system, two in a row qualifies as a streak. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah decimeter, milliliter, streak. They got lower <laughs> standards for everything in Europe. Right. Centigrade. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, the most famous person living in Montreal just wrapped up his first CFL season. Now, in his first game with the Montreal Alouettes, Johnny Football was intercepted four times. Oof. <laughs> But in his final two games, the Alouettes came out on top. First, they beat the Toronto Argonauts, 40-10. to 10. Whoa! Despite Manziel only playing one half, he was 7 for 14, 139 yards, one touchdown. Oh, wow, there we go. Pretty good. Yeah. With this victory, Manziel picked up his first pro win since December 13th, 2015. Oh, to put wow. this into context, this was so long ago, it was before you had to uncomfortably explain to your mom what BDE is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. What is this BDE? Oh, mom. Oh, what mom. is BDE? You have it, Joel. I do? Yeah, you do. Yeah. 
What? You don't know what BDE is? No. It's, it's big well, dick energy. Yeah, there we go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. Yeah. satisfied. Yeah. Satisfied with that explanation. Uh, and this time, Manziel did it for a team with a competent front office that just happens to speak French. Oh, there okay. we go. Yeah. Unlike the Browns. Whoa. What? Let's not just jump to conclusions here. I think that's a fair conclusion to jump yeah, to. Yeah, they're a bad uh, front office. I mean, oh, let's Ohio. be... They, but that doesn't mean they don't speak French. Oh, this was a competent front office that just happens to speak French. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, let's not... It sounded like you guys were saying they don't speak French in, in the Browns office. So I, I I don't know. That could be very cultured I would cultured put money there. down on that. <laughs> uh, then in the final game of the season against the Hamilton Tiger Cats, ooh, revenge game. Oh, bingo. Yeah. That was the team he was traded from. Manziel only played the first quarter, but he was four of five passing for 59 yards and a touchdown. Whoa. That's pretty only good. played the first quarter. Yeah. They had a lot of quarterback roulette going there in yeah. for the Alouettes. <laughs> well, how do you go four for five in the one quarter of play and then get pulled from I the know, game? He didn't have any bad. Like, honestly, in those two games, he played in limited amounts, but actually did well. He wanted to save his arm, maybe. Interesting. For the season, 106 for 165, 1,290 yards. Five turns, seven interceptions. So not a great line. No, but that's his first. This is just his first season. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's his first season of professional football. <laughs> yes, right. In Canada, right. <laughs> Manzel said, uh, he "said at least I have a plan now, knowing I have a place to come back to. I'm under contract. I haven't had that in a while." Then he said, "He's all in for next year." Then go to reporters. Come on, come on, ask me what I'm all in. Come on, ask me. Ask me what oh, I'm all in. No. The reporters collectively sighed and asked, Are you all in on my mom? You're your mom. I'm all in on your mom. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> right. Ha! He got it. He nailed it. Yeah. There were glimmers of hope for Manziel toward the end of the season, and the Alouettes finished 15 and 13. But next year, they're going to have Johnny football for the whole season, not just half. There we go, oh, which yeah. means they're going to win, win, win. However, several obstacles remain if Manziel is to continue his upward trajectory. Namely, Mardi Gras, spring break, mm. and the following week that many colleges are also on spring break. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's and they be all great go to now. Canada for spring break. Well, no, so. you just got to make it through and not fall off the wagon, I'm oh, thinking. Yeah. Keep up the regiment, you, you know. You got to hit all of them. This is why you stagger them, and it makes sense. <laughs> and MTV spring break is coming back this spring. Yeah. Is it really? It is, yeah. <laughs> they well, made a big stink out of it. The LGBT community does this with Pride Month. Right, that you know, Pride the Pride weekend for different cities falls on different weekends. Right, right. So if you're a wealthy, enterprising gay urbanite, right, you yeah. can hypothetically spend the entire month hobnobbing. You know, you go to New York, you go Los it's Angeles, like touring you go with Chicago, fish, but yeah, with right. Pride parades. My, my, my <laughs> except, except with better music. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we will have come full circle as a society, and like we won't have any divisions as far as like sexual preferences or anything like that, yeah. or sexual orientation. I don't think we'll have any divisions once Pride becomes like St. Patrick's Day. Ooh, like right. basically, once like twenty-three-year-old dudes who are just starting their first jobs out of college are being like, "Oh, bro, I'm taking off work early because I'm gonna go get shitty at Pride." Like, this is a viz already. That's point, kind of Jordan. Los Angeles. Once that, yeah, right. It's happening in Los Angeles. Probably happens. Once that happens across the United States, we will have like like the Irish becoming white. <laughs> Right, <laughs> we will have we will have normalized all sorts of sexual orientations or trans or whatever. Just people being like, "Oh, bro, I'm gonna get so shitty at pride." Yeah, you hear that? Someday, gay people will be white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what did Johnny Man? We told you the stats and the standings, but how did you, what did Johnny Football learn during his first season in the CFL? 
Hmm. Well, learned about Montreal-style bagels, the thinner, okay. sweeter equivalent to their East Coast counterpart. I don't think I've ever had a Montreal. He familiar si- He familiarized himself with French, usually saying "Pardon my French" before attempting a new phrase. There we okay. go. I like that joke. And he learned that when a girl says she's grade ten, she's not describing how nice a piece she is. It means she's a sophomore in high school. <laughs> right. Right. That's an important distinction. No, no, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, no, no, no. Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today. (laughs) News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Detroit Lions, Darius Slay asks, have you ever noticed the difference between black running backs and white running backs? Uh Uh-oh. Subheadline, public responds, white Running backs? <laughs> sub sub headline. Your youngest nephew looks at you quizzically, but Uncle Scott calls them running blacks. Oh no, <laughs> Uncle Scott. Oh. oh, get off Facebook, Uncle Scott. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is one of the best all purpose running backs in the NFL. And stay with me, but Christian McCaffrey happens to be white. No. Yeah, with huh. a name like that, right? No. Uh, he leads the Carolina oh, Panthers. Oh, I see your mistake. <laughs> your best all-around tight end. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kicker? No, all-purpose running back. One of the best all-purpose running backs, it says. Huh, and he's, he's Irish? Where'd you get that from? <laughs> he leads the Carolina Panthers in rushing yards, receptions, and touchdowns. And the Detroit Lions will be going up against them today. We're recording on Sunday. Whoa, yeah. Uh, hoping to stop a three-game losing streak. Now, in the middle of the season, it's tough for an NFL beat writer, mm. especially if you're covering the Detroit Lions, a 3-6 and six team whose ceiling appears to be mediocrity. The weather wow. is... That, <laughs> that, I, I mean, if we could get to mediocrity, that, that'd be, I'd be amped about <laughs> that. That's the ceiling. That's the ceiling. Yeah. The weather is cold. The days are short. And while porters and stouts are perfect for this time of year, they fill you up so quickly, there's barely enough ABV to numb the pain. That's true. Mm. That is a That's fair a point. You, you, you forget that when you go to those nice beer places. You mm. leave and you're like, I'm not drunk. I had like three porters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now I'm sleepy. And I'm sleepy and full. Enter cornerback Darius Slay, who decided, I'm going to make writing a middle of the week article easy for you today, buddy. <laughs> Slay marveled at Christian McCaffrey's abilities Thursday and crucially at how different he is from other NFL running backs. I just never saw a white guy do it like that. (laughs) He goes ham out there, and like he plays on an elite level at the running back, most white running backs are known for running folks over, but he'd be out there shaking them and doing all that he needs to do and catch it in the air, and so special. He's special. So if a white running back is good, he's special. Boo. No, not that special. McCaffrey's tied for 10th in the NFL for (laughs) rushing yards. Yikes. The highest a white running back has had in over 40 years. Wow. That's not true. That's a fixed Oh, okay. That's a fixed Are are you sure? (laughs) Name, name. (laughs) Okay. Stuart Wentworth. No, okay. So uh, Slay said he. Old Arrington II. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Slay all said he also marveled at McCaffrey as a college player when he was runner-up to Derrick Henry, who's black, for Heisman as a sophomore at Stanford. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this man is exciting, Slay said. Oh, my goodness. He was smooth out there. He does his thing now. He does this thing. Look, stop beating around the bush. Just say he can dance. Yeah, okay? Right. I see what you're saying you're getting at. Just, just say it. He's got rhythm. He can dance. We right. get it. Uh, and then we ask, uh, does this mean McCaffrey's style transcends stereotypes? Well, not all stereotypes, as we just said. He went to Stanford. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But Slay says about transcending stereotypes, he says, it's just like, that's just new in our days. 
Like, have you ever seen one like that? Me either. I mean, like, shoot, I didn't either. He's first. The first of any kind. That's fire. He's on it. Like, he be shaking, folks. <laughs> seen <laughs> one like that? Yeah. One what? White running back. Huh. That's what, that's what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing, Phil. I mean, well, uh, this is one of those conversations where I feel like people are, are naturally going to start to become a little, like, uncomfortable. That they're like, oh, should we be talking about race this frankly? I have to admit, I'm a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. It's also one of those conversations where you know how sometimes you have one of those conversations, but the sheer weight of evidence... On on one side of it is just like it's it's like the too fact dramatic. that there's just so few good white like running backs. Like there's there's really none. Phil. <laughs> there's no like <laughs> right. very few white running zero. backs. Yet At alone right. ones that are any good. Kind of like when Tiger Woods exploded on the scene. Like you couldn't ignore his race as part of the narrative. Right. Exactly. Yes. Because, because you golf. have to be a fucking idiot to look at the PGA and not go, huh? Yeah. All of these people are white. Right. Yeah. Same thing with uh, NFL running backs. I want to say the last good white NFL running back was Larry Zonka. I don't know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how long it's been. He was on the he was the the main running back on the seventy two Dolphins. Wow! <laughs> Yikes! Wait, what? no, there was one guy on the Redskins in like the eighties. Doug something. <laughs> uh, you could have said Doug something and we would have known his yeah. race immediately. Yeah. Either way, point is, I, I can acknowledge your uncomfortableness, but I also think at some point we got to say, hey, you should be able to have open conversations about race. And if you can't point out the fact that there have just not been any good white running backs... I mean, your opinion is one that's why. like borderline good. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not like great. We're not saying he's one of the best. He's just like... He's better than average, right? right. He's an above right. average running back, but which that, is rare. Even that warrants <laughs> a conversation. Right. So, and here's the thing. I always feel like it's not racist to point it out because it's obvious. Yeah. It is racist when you start speculating about why. It might right. not be racist. You might right. have recent, decent reasons. If but you if start like, going, well, genetics says that's yeah, when it gets that's racist. that's when you become yeah, exactly. racist. Yeah. But Darius Slay is basically just calling this out yeah. and being yeah. very frank about it in a way that, like I said, would just really elate a beat writer who's got a story to make on yeah. Wednesday right, right. in the middle like, of a I shitty need season. I need, give me a quote. Oh, I got you a quote. Right. Here's <laughs> something about race. Here's a bunch of quotes. <laughs> But what does it say about America? About that making an Jesus, observation. Jesus, Bill Maher, what are you doing? <laughs> making You've an been observation. talking about this for like three minutes now. Well, sure. But making an <laughs> observation that obvious is still newsworthy. Well, it's 2018, and maybe now, oh. young white boys who've heard their whole life, you'll <laughs> never be an NFL running back. You're white. There is nobody that ever said to a white boy in America, you'll never be blank. Uh, Uncle Scott definitely oh, told me <laughs> I would never be catching passes in the NFL. That's fair. Uh, no. So hopefully these, these poor young boys who right. really don't have a lot of opportunity otherwise. Oh, sure. Yeah. Will what, have are they going to be investment bankers? Yeah. They'll have some semblance of hope. Right. That yeah. they could maybe someday be an average to above average NFL running right? back. Get their brains beaten. <laughs> yeah. Blow their knee out after CTE, two years. children. Yeah. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is independent fantasy analyst Billy Bob. Hey there, guys. How's it going? Hey, Billy Bob. It's great to have you on. Hey, Phil. Are you going to apologize to me again? Yeah, I know I'm starting to sound like a broken record here. Yeah, but, you are. But, uh, but hey, it's it's there's a learning curve to this. For those who don't remember 
uh, for like the last 50 times Billy Bob's been on. He's only been on like 12. It's been a lot, but <laughs> he he is says he's going to give fantasy football or fantasy sports advice and then uh, talks about fantasy novels. But he, but he gives but fantasy like, advice. That's where you're wrong. He does would, give the advice. I would like to think that I am getting closer. I, I do not agree. <laughs> I don't agree with that. But look, we're, we're, we have a serious issue here. There are people that drafted oh, Le'Veon yeah. Bell, number one overall, number two overall, number three. I have him in one league because I couldn't draft, so the computer drafted him, Ugh. and I had to drop him. And it's like... Okay, well, here, here's the thing, Jordan. This is understandable, uh, but I think uh, here, uh, there's a lot of people out there. You might be uh, you might be like the spouse of a fantasy football player, like a coworker or one, and you're not understanding what your friends are going through right now. Right. Okay, having, having used a, a first-round pick on someone who's not going to play any football this year. So here's the thing, guys. I have set up uh, like a few scenarios here. Okay. Like situations for you to understand that will help at, people who are not— At least three? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, like a few of them. I've okay. prepared several, all right? Yeah. And Phil, they're not fantasy. Oh, not okay. the fantasy that you're thinking. Okay. Right. I have I have tried this to prepare sports advice. Yeah. Very like understandable, relatable situations yeah. that people have experienced so that they can understand what it's like to play fantasy. Okay. 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 All right. Just this is the observational fantasy advice. Observational yeah. metaphors okay. about fantasy. Okay? okay. Not even advice. Okay, Jordan. This oh. is about empathy. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Empathizing with your fellow take. fantasy players. I think this is something that Phil, you listen I up. I could get it. Because that's it. Guess yeah. guess what I don't have? Empathy. Any any advice oh, okay. for oh. how to make up for the that fact that your sense. first first overall pick might not play any football i thought you were admitting you were a sociopath oh no okay oh, no no there's just there's no advice at this point because there's no advice to be given it's sure. just a real shit shitty situation to okay be. Sure. okay it's okay everybody close your eyes all okay. right My eyes unless you're listening to this on the road in which case keep them keep, open keep your all eyes right. open uh but imagine you're on the way to the grocery store right okay it's a big trip for the week kids are clamoring for more snacks and you're getting ready for a a big shift change that means neither you nor why your wife is going to be able to squeeze this in after today, right? Okay. Right? All right. Uh, so you make your way there. Uh, you you put together two carts of stuff, all right? You That's a lot. That's a lot of groceries. Up. Yeah, it's a lot of groceries. But like I said, who knows when you're going to be back here, right? So we're sure. talking chips, milk, fruit, veggies, whole shebang. Mm-hmm. All right, and after waiting in line to check out for about 45 minutes, Costco on a Saturday, am I right? Right, yeah. 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 Uh, you finally get down to the register. You reach down... To your pocket, and then something hits you. You've forgotten something. Your wallet. No, the oh. sword of Aramorthea. What? <laughs> Without it, you're vulnerable, and the Goblin King knows it. Before you can begin to react, well, the king's that, uh, troll soldiers attract, and you're forced to fight them just using whatever you can it's find. It's all happening again. <laughs> not going to register. It's kind of like the waiver again. wire in this instance. You're just grabbing a baguette. You're grabbing hoping... like a baguette just, and no. fighting off the goblins with it, and that's not going to work. There's a reason why you have the sword in the first place. There's so you no reason to have a sword in any place. Yeah. You don't, you don't, I mean, I never leave the house without the sword. Okay. okay. But look, all you did was do that, what you usually do again, but this time no fantasy advice. Okay. Well, that's, like no I said, there's advice. no advice. Right. He's trying, so, trying to in help other people words, understand it. It was just a short story about a fantasy universe okay. well, with a sword. Can, I think well, you can understand yourself in that situation. No, He's you saying, can't because I don't have a sword <laughs> and there's no goblins that attack me. I don't. I don't see anything of myself in that. Okay. Uh, hashtag okay. humble brag. Why don't, right? why don't we move on to another one then, Phil? No. Okay. I get maybe you screwed you, up. You don't, <laughs> you don't. You're not. I don't think you're going to do one. better on the second one. You're not like a Costco guy. No, I'm not a sword guy. You don't quite understand what we're going through. No here. goblins in this world. 
All right, let me let me try a different one. I no know goblins. You, you you you're a working man, right, Phil? Yeah. You're big. You're very dedicated to your job. I spend a lot of time at work. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think this one's gonna be better then. All right. Imagine you're at work. Okay. Yeah. And you have like a huge presentation coming up. Sure. Massive client without swords or goblins. <laughs> no. Nope. Just a presentation hey, at work. Did I mention swords or goblins? Not yet. Just a presentation. <laughs> okay. At work. All right. Uh, and and so the whole business swinging on this, right? This is this is what keeps the lights on every day, client, right? It's every day, bro. All right. So you have been uh, handpicked by the CEO to do this presentation, and he has given you the choice to to pick anybody you want for your team, right? Yep. So who's the first person you pick? Oh, probably some a graphic designer if you're doing a presentation. Actually, you're you're going with Jane from Sales. Oh, okay. Because okay? Jane sense. from Sales is a fucking beast. Okay. Okay. Jane from Sales fucking slays. She closes every single deal. She knows what the clients wants, and she is the one who's going to deliver this for you. Okay. Go fictional Jane. She is. Yeah. She is versatile. She's great out of the backfield. She's fantastic. Backfield. Right. We all yeah. know a Jane. We all know. Yeah, a Jane. Exactly. We all know a Jane. But here's the thing. Yep. All right. You set all this up, but then as soon as you do it, Jane comes in. She's like, "Hey, I'm going on vacation." Oh no! I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gone I every have to get day the second best until a week then. after your presentation. Yep. Got to go with second best, right? Then. And yep. that's and and here's the thing: if you had known that Jane was gonna be going on vacation, you might have picked somebody different. Sure, with second your best first in sales pick. Yeah, right. Sales, yeah, you know, exactly. you picked her to anchor the team. All right, if not Jane, you know, you wouldn't rather had nobody. You could have gone with like. Tharmok, the warlock, who, who nope. led the southeast region in sales. Nope. Right? No warlock, but he's probably already sales. on another project yeah, now. He's already on another His project, His other project right? is being a warlock. <laughs> and then Karkanos, the, the salesman oh, this... who ravaged the Tarkarian steppe with his horde of death riders. Wouldn't hire him. God, maybe even Larry Doesn't from have Accounts Payable. Somebody, maybe Larry. but you have pinned your hopes on Jane. <sighs> All those people aren't available to help your project. Because you didn't get them. Because you couldn't get them. Because no. you didn't get them. Because you used to pick on no, Jane. I don't work with warlocks. I feel like you're missing the analogy here to a fantasy football All draft, right. Phil. You no, don't work you're with missing any... the fact that they're talking about fantasy characters. You don't work characters. with any open warlocks, all right? But you probably have a warlock in your office That's somewhere. That can't be all accurate. Right. <laughs> That's not accurate. They say one in ten. No, yeah, this... People are warlocks. Okay. This is... Look, you're just being you're being purposefully frustrating now because you're not even <laughs> talking about sports. You're just talking about fantasy things. This, this was about empathy. This is describing irrelevant. the situation. Phil. This whole I, interview's I, been from irrelevant. The get-go, I thought I was doing a much better job this time. Much worse. Because the other one, at least you talked about sports the first all right, half. Phil, can, now can you give me about, this, Phil? Can you give me one more, all right? Because I, I, I kind of saved the best one. I will give you a fraction of one more, but as soon as it goes off the rails, I am ending this. Phil. I empathy. I, empathy. I, I hold the power of stopping this podcast. My button is hovering over the space bar button. Okay. It has the power to end this interview. Your all finger right. is hovering over. All right. All right. No, all right. we won't get into misspeaking. All right. Well, don't worry. I am pretty certain that this is going to be okay with you. Okay. Okay. I've scrubbed it of all the references that usually get you all up in an arm. So don't get your panties in a bunch and just let the listeners don't wear panties. hear this. All right. This is another one of your fantasies. Okay, picture this. Yep. You need to buy a new car. All right. I've had to do that before. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, uh, I mean, you're plotting to destroy the Goblet of Ice used by the Sorcerer Galgaland, all right, to get uh, out of cast there. a spell to... No, I'm, no, there's no casting spells. You get out of here. 
I'm not. I'm never gonna cast a spell. Why did you go through I'm the whole gonna, thing of saying your fingers over the, the button to not stop the recording and just yell at me? Because instead. I wanted the audience to know that this is not okay. It's not up to the standards <laughs> that we hold ourselves to at the Sports 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 <laughs> Podcast or the Greater Comedy Podcast Network organization. Well, God damn it, Phil! I'm do. starting to feel like you, you got get a problem out of with here. me personally. You get out of I'm here! I do have a problem with you personally. Here, you, you wasted our time okay, for the last time, Billy Bob. You're banned. I'm wasting your time again. Wasting right. your time. You get okay. out of here. This podcast is you so fucking special that you is. can't have there me got go ahead thousands and give of a listeners. little bit of a you different take get out of here. what fantasy you get is supposed out of here. to be. All right? This, this is, was supposed to be a short interview, <laughs> and it has dragged on for it's nine dragged on minutes. It's you keep interviewing interrupting me. If I could just go through all on. these We barely have time for Chevy Ford. And get you barely. Okay. We're going to have to Who cut him early. Oh, he's our next interview. I'm in trouble because I'm talking about Better interview. All right. He's going to be Chevy funny Ford is and somehow smart a real person. And you wasted right? our time, Billy Bob. I don't know for this. You All right. Get out. You get out. No validation you for your out. parking. You get out. Joining us now on the podcast is a high end vehicle appraiser, Chevy Ford. Hey, everybody. It's me, Chevy Ford. Hey, Chevy Ford. Hey, it's Chevy Ford. Uh, hello, Chevy Ford. Absolutely, it's me. I'm a vehicle appraiser. Oh, very good handshake you got there. Yeah, absolutely. I look you directly in the eye, I give you a handshake, I wear a long pant and a hard sole shoe. I right. really appreciate That's that. That's the kind of service All you right. get so, at Chevy Ford's Nissan and Hummer. So we have we have an interesting question for you here. Absolutely. Right? Why don't we pose two scenarios for you? Yeah. How much would this car be worth a used H2 Hummer yeah. from... Uh, boy, at this point, like 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I actually know the Kelly Blue Book on this. But oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a 15-year-old Hummer. Uh, yeah, H2. absolutely. All right, oh, what? I know the appraiser. I can appraise the fact that LeBron James's sweet 18-year-old butt sat down in that seat and drove around town. I know exactly how much well, it's I was, worth. I was going to add that second is like a two-parter. but $950,000. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's been blessed by King James. It's got uh, all patent leather interior. Ooh, it's got uh, yeah. heat and AC. Because it was from a while back, it's even got a CD player with a cassette player. <laughs> uh, it gets AM, FM. Does it have one of those those cassette things that you plug into your, your cassette player so it, you can yeah. play CDs? You know what? If, you, if I could put you in that car today... I'll throw the, that in the for free. Whoa. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey so Jordan, what uh, what is the blue book? It is $18,000. Wow. For but a, that's pre-LeBron James. Right. That's if it, yeah. LeBron James did not sit in this 2003, I believe it's so 2003 pretty, Almost a million dollars of value added just because You know LeBron what? I'll James go so it. far to say this. If you sit in that seat and drive the same way LeBron James did, you're going to be better at basketball. Oh, wow. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Well, I don't have nine hundred. Yeah, is it correlation or causation? That. We'll never know. I mean, well, I mean, I'll bet you a million five that that's not true. Because then I could, I could. Well, I'm not a gambling man. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a pragmatist. Spot me a million five. We can make this bet. <laughs> but hey, look, if that's too rich for your blood, we got lots of cars on our lot. Oh, we're not. We're, not I'm really not cars. in the market. Not in Chevy we're, Ford's Nissan and Hummer. Okay, well, we're we're just actually here to talk about specifically the car that LeBron James used to own. Hey, look, but I've got a I've got a real humdinger for you. Well, what else do you got? Uh, I've, I've a got Hummer, a Hummer, if you will. No, I'll, I've <laughs> got a taxi cab that Michael Jordan rode in the back of once. Is that is that either a Nissan or a Hummer? No, but it's a it's a very valuable used car. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player ever to live. So this is sat just, in that taxi cab. This is just a used. 
cab. Oh, but it's got all the fixings. It's got the glass partition in between the two parts. It's got a, a, a meter where you can have fun with your friends. See how much you can be like, I'm going to charge you. I'm going to go ahead and guess this is a Ford Crown Victoria. It was. Because that's a, a lot of cabs from that era. 1990s? Absolutely. Right. 1990s era. And you know what? It's yeah. a little cheaper. Yeah? How you know much? What? I'll give you, I'll put you in this cab today, $650,000. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I, I mean that's because again, if, if it was a cab, I'd have to assume that the mileage is no. I get it. I get it. Substantial. Like, no, I, I get I'm, it. I'm assuming there's like three, four hundred thousand miles. In there this are car. three or four hundred thousand miles. Very well maintained, though. Owned well, by only one like cabbie. Chevy. Wh- the whole which time. Is it three or four hundred thousand. <laughs> three or four hundred. Yeah, it is three or four hundred thousand miles. But look, I understand that might be a little too much for you. All right. So, boy, do I have the perfect yeah, yeah, car yeah, for you. $650,000 for a used oh, cab. How, a do you have any other celebrities? I do, absolutely. So, how about this? I know you are, George, you're, all not bas- shopping you're all basketball fans. No, it'd be fun you're to have more basketball cars, fans. How about this? I've got a smart car that Spud Webb test drove once. <laughs> wow. Yep. The small little smart car. The small little smart okay. car. Spud Webb once got in and then went, nah, that's okay. But still, he drove it around. Okay, so so considering... Is he a great basketball player because he drove in that car? Maybe. Con- considering that Spud Webb uh, didn't own the car, simply gave it a test drive. Gave it a test drive, on yeah. On occasion. Yep, absolutely. And also that Spud Webb, notable for his lack of height, but not necessarily the biggest star in the history of basketball... But still, shared the court with Figuratively some or literally. Yeah, sure. absolutely. If, like, unlike many other basketball players, he could fit in the smart car. He could. Right. Right, which is which so is, it also makes it a conversation piece. Yo, oh, sure, it does. You get out. You're like, sure hey, enough. me and Spud Webb. But I feel like if you turn to your passenger, and go, hey, which NBA player do you think once test drove this car? They'll think for a second and then go, must be Spud. I Webb, mean, if you right? can put a passenger yeah, in a like, smart car, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> After they <laughs> yeah. say none, yeah, their follow up <laughs> guess might be Spud. But Webb. look, it's cheaper. It's not a Michael Jordan car. I can put you inside of a smart car. It's a cherry. Hasn't left a lot. Nobody's bought it. <laughs> $120,000. Yep, that's ridiculous. That's, okay. That's a bit high. I understand. Smart. It's a bit too much for you. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, a bit too that's, much for that's, uh, that's like what? Uh, give or take like a, a, a between a fourth and a fifth of what we would have paid for for the Michael Jordan car. Yes, absolutely. Right. And, much, and, much cheaper. And, but, but, but he's not a fourth or a fifth of Michael Jordan. Like if you're, if you're gauging the value of Michael Jordan versus Spud Webb, he's maybe like a hundredth or a thousandth of Michael Jordan. All right, I, under- I understand that. So I, how about so this? So I will pay a- you $650 for that smart car. No, it's, it's from a cherry the off lot. Come on, we're not, we're not bartering with these. These are valuable uh, These are valuable cars. I have these coming off the lot all the time. In fact, you're crazy to pass it up because you could just resell it to someone else for $30,000 more tomorrow. But hey, um, I'm just trying to help you out. Well, no. do you have anything else? Yeah, absolutely. I've got Jordan, plenty. We're not shopping for all right. cars. I think what it are is you fascinating doing? fascinating learning about these uh, right, celebrity got, involved. We're supposed to be talking about LeBron. James is Hummer, and this man is pitching us weird old cars. <laughs> All right, I've got a 1996 Ford Probe that okay. one time Michael J. Fox said, hey, that kind of looks like a DeLorean. <laughs> oh, my God. Michael J. Fox didn't play basketball. No, I'd this like is, to point out. You're li- you said you wanted cheaper. Look, you can't afford Spud Webb. I get it. We all can't afford Spud Webb. But Michael J. Vehicles Fox are either Nissans or Hummers. I don't know why you Look, call your lot. Do you have any sort of authentication that, like, signed by the dealer who had the Ford Probe that says Michael J. Fox pointed at the car and said, 
Kind of looks like a dream. Look, I've got Michael J. Fox's email address, and he'll validate it. <laughs> really? You send him a picture. Because it seems like you would validate it with Michael J. Fox beforehand. I mean, it's and very easy. supply the email. I do have an with email. With the car when it's I have purchased. an email from MikeFox at gmail.com. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, it says, hey, yeah, I remember that car. I once said it kind of looked like a DeLorean. Look, I can put you in that for $50,000. At this point, why wouldn't you buy that car? I mean, it's the same price as a car that Michael J. Fox didn't say looked like a DeLorean. I mean, <laughs> look, I understand. It might be a bit too rich for your blood. You might be looking for something a bit more used. I mean, $50,000 is actually approaching a reasonable price for a car. Not necessarily this car, right? but a reasonable price look, for I can a tell, car. You're, you're a couple of smart guys. I can tell that. You're a couple of smart guys. Well, you're you. shrewd negotiators, right? Yeah. How about this? I'm going to give you a 1974... Chevy Eldorado. Not All right? a Nissan or a Hummer again. Not a Nissan or a Hummer, but it's a really valuable piece because this car was once in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial in the 70s that William Refrigerator Perry, Perry saw on television before he played in, in, in the NFL. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is a part of history. It's been on TV. All right, but by that Nothing. same rationale, I feel like... $3,000. If William Refrigerator Perry saw it, you could probably also say that Walter Payton saw it. Probably did. I don't know. I mean, I feel like... Don't, don't I only have the BuzzFeed article that's going to up, the, up really, the price, Are Joel, you seriously you, considering this, Jordan? I mean, for three grand, an Eldorado. I mean... It's not a bad car. Well, what kind it of condition is it in? An Eldorado I mean, from the, in the 70s? 70s? Probably it's like 12, 15 a gallon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's also a conversation piece because it's so old. Yeah. How many miles on that one? You know what? Who counts miles at this point anymore? <laughs> Anybody buying a car? Well, it just flipped past the million mile mark, so who knows? <laughs> they had to restart. So restart. No, no that's not. So how I think cars it's got about fifteen thousand miles on it then. This is ridiculous. All right, I cannot believe a Jordan that once again you've been hoodwinked by our guest. <laughs> You've just gone down the print road press on this. Like, again, again, you've done he this. He makes a very valid point on some uh, of these things, No, though. no, he doesn't. I've got a skateboard that Tony Hawk signed. Want it. There we go. Okay. It's a means of conveyance. Nope, nope, you're, you're leaving. You're gone. I have a horse that once uh, saw a Kentucky Derby on the TV. That is on the TV? Yep. <laughs> was it even present? Hey, I've got a bird scooter that uh, was parked outside of Google. <laughs> Larry or Sergey might have ridden on it. Oh, no. You have to go now. Okay. Out. 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 Oh, I want to well, talk about that skateboard later. Yeah. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world of sports. I really wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, the Harvard-Yale football rivalry noteworthy pranks. Ooh. Yeah. The Harvardidians and the Yaleys. Oh, they play, they're playing. They played pregnant. yesterday. Yeah. We're recording on a Sunday. They played yesterday in the big game. Oh, crap. Yeah. Why didn't I see the score of that? Yeah. <laughs> Seems like that would have been all over the front page this morning. <laughs> well, it wasn't. But here are some pranks. <laughs> 1933, prior to the game Handsome Dan 2, Yale's bulldog mascot was kidnapped. <gasps> allegedly, allegedly by members of the Harvard Lampoon. Then the morning after the 19-6 upset by Harvard over Yale, after hamburger was smeared at the feet of the statue of John Harvard that sits in front of the University Hall at Harvard Yard, an image was captured of Handsome Dan licking John Harvard's feet. Oh, wow. Yeah, the photo ran the front page of the papers throughout the country. <gasps> Wait, 
so they kidnap the, the dog and they put ground the beef feet. at the feet to be like, ha, Handsome yeah. Dan's licking the, the feet the of John The way he Harvard. said that, it sounded like Yale's counter prank was to rub ground beef in the feet of, of John Harvard. Oh, oh no. that's not a prank. That's a fetish. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> no, they did it so the dog would lick it. Yeah, yeah okay. lick our feet. When I got all the pieces, it, it came together. There we go. You ready for the next prank, Joel? Yes, I am. 1955, <laughs> three greased pigs diverted the attention of 56,000 spectators at halftime on a snowy Saturday in New Haven. The pigs eluded tackles by groundskeepers and compiled the most yards rushing of the afternoon, <laughs> reported Charles Steedman of the Harvard Crimson. Rumor had it the Harvard Lampoon was responsible for the exhibition of porcine football skin on the gridiron. The Crimson reported, in any event, it was certain the pigs hadn't been playmates of Handsome Dan. Mm. Guess that's a different way to toss around the pig skin. Yep, they made that joke in the thing. Yeah, uh, in 1961, <laughs> in 1961, the Harvard Crimson handed out a parody of the Yale Daily News indicating that President John F. Kennedy... Uh, 40 would be at the game in New Haven. At the game, Robert Ellis Smith, 62, the president of the Crimson, wore a mask of President Kennedy and walked onto the field flanked by Secret Service agents and a Harvard friend dressed in, as a military aide. As the Harvard band played Hail to the Chief, reportedly thousands of spectators were fooled. They thought that the president was there. Who played this on who? I missed that. This the is just. Harvard this Crimson was just. I think a general prank. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Played on Yale. Okay. Uh, 1969. Two staffers of the Harvard College paper published and distributed a mock copy of the Yale Daily News. Uh, Dateline November 22nd, 18 or uh, 1969. Readers were greeted with headlines: "Disease strikes 16 Eli football starters. Bulldogs forced to forfeit Harvard game." <laughs> and last year's stars want to fill in. Female cheerleaders were allegedly source of STD rampaging through the football <laughs> roster. <laughs> Yale was in its first semester of coeducation. Oh, wait, I see what wait, they did in, there. In what year? 1969. 1969. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. That's depressing. That's not right. Yeah. Well, they had another college for them. Yeah. That's. Oh, that's right. The Seven Sisters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, 1983, several Yale students dressed as members of the Harvard Marching Band walked on the field at halftime with the Harvard Band and released a number of grease piglets onto the field. They loved grease pig pranks. Wow, that is a real... Yeah. Uh, 1992, during the halftime show, the Harvard University Band attempted to alter the concluding H and Y joint formation, instead forming an X over the Yale Precision Marching Band's Y in an effort to symbolically X out Yale. The oh, that'll show YPMB them. Yeah, having that's, become, yeah, that sounds like exactly the sort of prank you'd come up with if you were a yeah. fucking Harvard student. Well, this is the thing, right? The YPMB, having become aware of the Harvard prank, instead formed an H with the effect of the Harvard band Xing out Harvard. Oh. So turnabout was fair play. Oh, spy versus spy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2004. The prank at the 2004 edition of the game was a card stunt in which Yale students costumed as the Harvard pep squad handed out placards to some 1800 Harvard partisan uh, Harvard partisans with instructions for them to hold up after each Harvard score to spell out go Harvard. 
When raised, however, the cards actually displayed We Suck <laughs> to the delight of Yale students, alumni, and fans across the field. Harvard won the game 35-3. to uh, Harvard students refused to, bl- refused to believe eyewitnesses to the prank until the video irrefutably confirmed it. The Ooh. prank was featured by various print media, including Jimmy Kimmel Live and MSNBC. Yeah, that hurts. That last one's pretty good. Yeah, the, the fake card stunt yeah. is a pretty good one. What, you didn't like the Grease Piglets? <laughs> It okay. got a little old. I That's feel. fair. I mean, they were old. But. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings an end to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, my gosh. There's grease piglets everywhere. They're very hard to catch because of grease. But poor pigs. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close on the sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we'd like to bring back uh, Chevy Ford to give you our contact hey, information. Hey, it's me, Chevy Ford. From Chevy Ford's and, Nissan and, and Chevy, Hummer. can we stick to contact info Absolutely. and not try to sell anyone any vehicles? I'm very good about digital marketing, so this is great. You can find uh, us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, check out hashtag Chevy Ford, where we can put you inside of a, uh, uh, a uh, cab. Uh, that will drive you straight to Chevy Ford. Chevy. <laughs> or you can find us on Facebook. We're going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, the H2 Hummers are back in stock, and we've got one Chevy. that was once cleaned Chevy. by Kato Caitlin. Please. Or you can find us, uh, all of our back episodes, at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast while you're there check out my podcast chevy ford's auto talk where i try to sell things to you for a whole hour god damn it hey guys hey joel, joel. do you think uh do you think my car's gonna be worth something someday no 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 cut the brakes bye joel bye joel <laughs> <laughs>